Today is the fourth day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It is wonderful to be here with you as we gather together around the global campfire and take our fourth step forward together into this journey that will take us through this year and all the way through the Bible and all all through the issues of life that we may face in this year. The Bible will touch all of the soft, tender places in us and bring us clarity and direction. So I'm glad we're on the journey together. I need it. And I hope you do too. Our next step forward leads us back into the book of Genesis. Today, we will read Genesis 8, 9, and 10. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and livestock with him in the boat. He sent a wind to blow across the earth, and the floodwaters began to recede. The underground water stopped flowing, and the torrential rains from the sky were stopped. So the floodwaters gradually receded from the earth. After 150 days, exactly five months from the time the flood began, the boat came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. Two and a half months later, as the waters continued to go down, other mountain peaks became visible. After another 40 days, Noah opened the window he had made in the boat and released a raven. The bird flew back and forth until the floodwaters on the earth dried up. He also released a dove to see if the water had receded and it could find dry ground. But the dove could find no place to land because the water still covered the ground, so it returned to the boat. And Noah held out his hand and drew the dove back inside. After waiting another seven days, Noah released the dove again. This time the dove returned to him in the evening with a fresh olive leaf in its beak. Then Noah knew that the floodwaters were almost gone. He waited another seven days and then released the dove again. This time it did not come back. Noah was now 601 years old. On the first day of the new year, Ten and a half months after the flood began, the floodwaters had almost dried up from the earth. Noah lifted back the covering of the boat and saw that the surface of the ground was drying. Two more months went by, and at last the earth was dry. Then God said to Noah, Leave the boat, all of you, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Release all the animals the birds, the livestock, and the small animals that scurry along the ground so they can be fruitful and multiply throughout the earth. So Noah, his wife, and his sons and their wives left the boats, and all of the large and small animals and birds came out of the boat pair by pair. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and there he sacrificed as burnt offerings the animals and birds that had been approved for that purpose. And the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of the human race, even though everything they think or imagine is bent toward evil from childhood. I will never again destroy all living things. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. And God blessed Noah and his sons and told them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth 
all the animals of the earth, all the birds of the sky, all the small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the fish in the sea will look on you with fear and terror. I have placed them in your power. I have given them to you for food, just as I have given you grain and vegetables. But you must never eat any meat that still has the lifeblood in it. And I will require the blood of anyone who takes another person's life. If a wild animal kills a person, it must die, and anyone who murders a fellow human must die. If anyone takes a human life, that person's life will also be taken by human hands. For God made human beings in his own image. Now be fruitful and multiply and repopulate the earth. And God told Noah and his sons, I hereby confirm my covenant with you and your descendants, and with all the animals that were on the boat with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, every living creature on earth. Yes, I am confirming my covenant with you. Never again will floodwaters kill all living creatures. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. And God said, I am giving you a sign of my covenant with you and with all living creatures for all generations to come. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. It is the sign of my covenant with you and with all the earth. When I send clouds over the earth, the rainbow will appear in the clouds, and I will remember my covenant with you and with all living creatures. Never again will the floodwaters destroy all life. When I see the rainbow in the clouds, I will remember the eternal covenant between God and every living creature on earth. Then God said to Noah, Yes, this rainbow is the sign of the covenant I am confirming with all the creatures on earth. The sons of Noah who came out of the boat with their father were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham is the father of Canaan. From these three sons of Noah came all the people who now populate the earth. After the flood, Noah began to cultivate the ground, and he planted a vineyard. One day he drank some wine he had made, and he became drunk and lay naked inside his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw that his father was naked and went outside and told his brothers. Then Shem and Japheth took a robe, held it over their shoulders, and backed into the tent to cover their father. As they did this, they looked the other way so they would not see him naked. When Noah woke up from his stupor, he learned what Ham, his youngest son, had done. Then he cursed Canaan, the son of Ham. May Canaan be cursed. May he be the lowest of servants to his relatives. Then Noah said, May the Lord, the God of Shem, be blessed, and may Canaan be his servant. May God expand the territory of Japheth, May Japheth share the prosperity of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. Noah lived another 350 years after the great flood. He lived 950 years, and then he died. This is the account of the families of Shem, Ham, and Japheth, the three sons of Noah. Many children were born to them after the great flood. The descendants of Japheth were Gomer, Magog, Medai, Javan, Tubal, Meshach, and Teraz. The descendants of Gomer were Ashkenaz, Rifoth, and Tagorma. The descendants of Javan were Elisha, Tarshish, Kitim, and Rodinim. 
Their descendants became the seafaring peoples that spread out to various lands, each identified by its own language, clan, and national identity. The descendants of Ham were Cush, Mitzrayim, Put, and Canaan. The descendants of Cush were Seba, Havilah, Sabta, Reama, and Sabtika. The descendants of Reama were Sheba and Dedan. Cush was also the ancestor of Nimrod, who was the first heroic warrior on earth. Since he was the greatest hunter in the world, his name became proverbial. People would say, this man is like Nimrod, the greatest hunter in the world. He built his kingdom in the land of Babylonia, with the cities of Babylon, Iraq, Akkad, and Kalneh. From there, he expanded his territory to Assyria, building the cities of Nineveh, Rehoboth-Ir, Kala, and Rizen, the great city located between Nineveh and Kala. Mitzrayim was the ancestor of the Luddites, Anamites, Leabites, Nuftuites, Pathrusites, Kasluites, and the Kaftarites, from whom the Philistines came. Canaan's oldest son was Sidon, the ancestor of the Sidonians. Canaan was also the ancestor of the Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites, Girgashites, Hivites, Archites, Sinites, Arvadites, Zemorites, and Hamathites. The Canaanite clans eventually spread out, and the territory of Canaan extended from Sidon in the north to Harar and Gaza in the south, and east as far as Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, and Zeboim near Lasha. These were the descendants of Ham, identified by clan, language, territory, and national identity. Sons were also born to Shem, the older brother of Japheth. Shem was the ancestor of all the descendants of Eber. The descendants of Shem were Elam, Ashur, Arphaxad, Lud, and Aram. The descendants of Aram were Uz, Hul, Gaither, and Mash. Arphaxad was the father of Shelah, and Shelah was the father of Eber. Eber had two sons. The first was named Peleg, which means division, for during his lifetime the people of the world were divided into different language groups. His brother's name was Joktan. Joktan was the ancestor of Amadad, Shelef, Hazarmavith, Jira, Hadorim, Uzo, Dikla, Obal, Abimeo, Sheba, Ophir, Havilah, and Jobab. All these were descendants of Joktan. The territory they occupied extended from Misha all the way to Sephar in the eastern mountains. These were the descendants of Shem, identified by clan, language, territory, and national identity. These are the clans that descended from Noah's sons, arranged by nation according to their lines of descent. All the nations of the earth descended from these clans after the Great Flood. Matthew 4, 12-25 When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He went first to Nazareth and then left there and moved to Capernaum, beside the Sea of Galilee, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This fulfilled what God said through the prophet Isaiah. In the land of Zebulun and of Naphtali, beside the sea, 
beyond the Jordan River, in Galilee, where so many Gentiles live. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who lived in the land where death casts its shadow, a light has shined. From then on, Jesus began to preach, Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father, Zebedee repairing their nets, and he called them to come too. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom, and he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria, and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick, and whatever their sickness or disease or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. Large crowds followed him wherever he went, people from Galilee, the Ten Towns, Jerusalem, from all over Judea, and from east of the Jordan River. Psalm 4 For the choir director, a psalm of David to be accompanied by stringed instruments. Answer me when I call to you, O God who declares me innocent. Free me from my troubles. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long will you people ruin my reputation? How long will you make groundless accusations? How long will you continue your lies? You can be sure of this. The Lord set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will answer when I call to him. Don't sin by letting anger control you. Think about it overnight and remain silent. Offer sacrifices in the right spirit and trust the Lord. Many people will say, Who will show us better times? Let your face smile on us, Lord. You have given me greater joy than those who have abundant harvests of grain and new wine. In peace I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. Okay, so that brings us to the last book that we will read from today, which is the book of Proverbs. And we've kind of gone through all the different books that we're moving into this week, Genesis, Matthew, Psalms yesterday, and so Proverbs. And as we probably already picked up on, Proverbs is a very invaluable book of wisdom. In, in the Old Testament structure, Proverbs is the main book in what's called the collection of wisdom literature. And the other, the other writings in the wisdom literature genre are Ecclesiastes, Job, and then part of the Psalms. And they're called wisdom literature because they're, they're more meant to speak a direct lesson rather than to be this narrative 
of a story, that we follow the story and then glean meaning from it, the wisdom literature speaks directly to what it's trying to teach. And most of the Proverbs have been attributed to Solomon, King David's son, who was also known as the greatest wise man in the world. But there are a couple of other writers in the book of Proverbs that lend their wisdom. And it, it seems like maybe Proverbs may have been collected all along, right? These are the, this is the wisdom of the ages that has been collected, but maybe not put into a cohesive collection until the time of King Hezekiah. And of course, these kinds of things are constantly being debated by scholars. Most think that some of the Proverbs probably predated Solomon. They were oral traditions, oral wisdom that had stood the test of time and were handed down from generation to generation and then finally placed into a collection of Proverbs. But, you know, Proverbs is in the Bible. So we have all of the obvious religious and faith connotations in everything that it says. And we'll see in the first part of the book that we've already begun that wisdom, the wisdom of God is speaking in first person directly to the reader. And we will find that to be helpful because Proverbs will address our human experience and offer some direct wisdom to the, the human experience that we are all a part of. It will show us how we're connected to each other, how we're connected to God, and it will give us a roadmap to wisdom. And fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So we turn to our Proverbs reading today, and we will read chapter 1, verses 20 through 23. Wisdom shouts in the streets. She cries out in the public square. She calls to the crowds along the main streets, to those gathered in front of the city gates. How long, you simpletons, will you insist on being simple-minded? How long will you mockers relish your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. Okay, so in the book of Genesis today, we watched the floodwaters recede. We watched Noah and his family put their feet on dry ground again. And then we watched a, a series of generations unfold. And so when we read these generations, we need to see the passage of time and the population growing and spreading. And that's kind of where we left off in Genesis. In Matthew, we saw Jesus begin his earthly ministry. We watched him begin to assemble a group of men that would follow him around known as his disciples, who he would intentionally train up, and we'll get to know those guys pretty well. They're the brothers who walked alongside Jesus in his ministry. In Psalms today, we have a challenge. Don't sin by letting anger control you. Think about it overnight and remain silent. That is something we can take on board right here and right now. Fold it up, put it in our pocket, carry it with us, put it in your purse, carry it with you. Don't sin by letting anger control you. And then we talked about the Proverbs 
And now we're kind of fully moved into all the territory that we are reading. Proverbs told us today, come and listen to my counsel. I will share my heart with you and make you wise. So, Father, that's what we intend to do. Listen to the counsel of the Proverbs. Listen to the counsel of the scriptures. And listen to the counsel of the leading of your Holy Spirit in our lives. And we are underway, Lord. Come, lead us on the path that we should go. Lead us into the truth that we might be transformed into your image, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com. That's home base. That is the website. It's where you can find out what's going on around here. And so, indeed, do check those things out. Check out the Daily Audio Bible shop. Check out the community section. Get connected in any way that you can or want to. Visit the prayer wall. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Hold them up. Encourage them. And if you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you. Thank you humbly. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner or the mailing address. is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red, bu- little red button up at the top. Or there are a number of numbers you can call, depending on where you are in the world. In the Americas, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial. If you are in the UK or Europe, 442036-088078 is the number. And if you are in Australia or that part of the world, 613-8820-5459 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I am Brian. I love you. And I will be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hello Dabbers, this is Benjamin the Sower here calling on December 29th. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I want to I wanna lift up our sister Jeanette to you. Lord, I believe it was a, a friend or family that called in just about her, her surgery that she uh, will be having or would be having on her digestive tract for just 48 hours. It's a long time for her and for surgeons and family that are waiting in the wings. We know that you are good, that you love Jeanette. We just pray your peace and your healing over her whole body, Lord, that these diseases and scars and all these things, Lord, would just be removed. Lord, I know that you do miracles. You just touch her body, just in general, and also that you do miracles through medical staff. So we ask, Lord, just for breakthrough and ask for just awesome results, God, that she be able to get back to what she used to do before all of this. God, I also want to lift up Jeff. You, someone prayed just over a man named Jeff, who's a father, teenagers, and who has just gone through all these changes of loss of speech and loss of abilities. And just his health has just skyrocketed downwards, Lord, and I, I lift him up to you. God, I, I ask God, that you would come and that you would heal, God, that you would restore him. You would just correct the things that have been going on in his brain. 
the, the shifts where we know that this is a spiritual war as well that we live in. I'm not going to say everything is, is a demon or things like that. God, I know that uh, yeah, we live in this physically broken world as well, but uh, we know that the enemy is, is working and we just come against him, come against all those forces. Just pray that in Christ's name. Amen. Guys, thanks so much. Uh, it's, it's been great to get back into it. Hopefully a dive and dive back in beginning of this year. My beloved family, this is Prisoner of Hope. Panting dear from Michigan, your son is doing missionary work in Ukraine and is asking for prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our missionaries. Thank you for their commitment and dedication to the gospel. Would you please bring your peace to Ukraine and encourage this son of yours as he serves you? Uh, also praying for beloved in Bakersfield, your co-worker Sarah and Amado. Um, he's dying and uh, just praying for comfort and the glory of God in this situation. Praying for a woman. Uh, you said your husband and you are grieving deeply. His mom died on Mother's Day and you lost your dad in September. It's just been really hard on both of you. So we are praying for you, sister. Christine from Norwalk, Ohio. You and your sister are having a tough time through the holidays. Your parents are gone and you said other things. So we're praying for you. Beck in Bellingham, your mom and dad passed away this year, um, just eight months apart. There's six children and 25 grandchildren, and you guys just need encouragement and hope and comfort. Also praying for Rick, your friend Scott has cancer and has been given two to three weeks to live. Um, praying for peace and salvation, and of course for his friends and family. Heavenly Father, we come to you um, with each of these people who have broken hearts and just have um, a time of loss, just please fill them with your peace that is beyond understanding and help them to trust in your plan, even when it feels unbearable. Lord, comfort them and their families um, in their time of mourning and that they would just feel your love and be surrounded by you. Please remove any bitterness and may you be glorified in these situations. And if there are people who don't know you, Lord, through this process of losing someone, would you please call them into your kingdom? Would you draw them in that they would know you and have a lasting, eternal relationship with Jesus. And we just ask all these things in His name. Amen. Dear Lord, on this first day of 2024, I thank you. I thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ. I thank you for your grace and mercy. And I thank you for your Word, that we get to study it and learn and grow and to worship you in all of it. Thank you for the Daily Audio Bible. Brian and his family, and everyone who works behind the scenes to uh, make this thing happen. Lord, I thank you for Brian's commentary and the wisdom he imparts. And Lord, I thank you for all the prayer warriors who call in or pray along uh, with the prayer line. Lord, my prayer this year is that we take these lessons from your word apply them to our lives and praise you as we do so. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters, this is Bart from Kentucky. I am starting my ninth year with the Daily Audio Bible, and it is such a blessing to me as you are. And I pray that you have a prosperous and blessed 2024. This is From Junk to Treasure. This is January 1st, 2024. I should have posted this request 
back several days ago when I was thinking on it so that it would air on the community prayers right before the new year began. But, however, here we are. Circumstances happen, life happens, Satan gets in the way. And, okay, so my request is, for 40 days, I'm going to pray over myself for my finances. We know from history, from the truth in the word, that 40 is a significant number from studying numbers in the Bible. And even though you're not going to hear this on the first, you can continue to pray the 40 days. What my prayer request is that you will join me for 40 days in a row, lift up my name to the throne of grace for a petition for me for a financial breakthrough. Things just keep attacking me, keep messing with my finances. And just when I'm working so diligently to move forward, to gain some ground, something else, monumental breaks, or what have you. So, you can start your 40 days if you are so inclined to pray for me for 40 days in a row. And then the prayers will continue even after I finish my 40 days. Thank you, Dab family, for being faithful, for being loyal, and for petitioning for all of our family members.